Are you ready? Yeah. Are you with it? Yeah. Okay, let's go. You know what to do. The whole world's watching and counting on you. And all you people listening out there, everybody, everywhere. Hang on, hang on, hang on. Welcome to Checkered Past, a loving postmodern examination of the Go-Go Check branded comic magazines published by DC Comics between February 1966 and August 1967. I'm Dr. Bob, and each week I'll be your guide on this trippy tour through 535 mid-century masterpieces of graphic noveldom. This week, World's Finest Comics number 159. Cover date August 1966. Cover price 12 cents. Cover artists Kurt Swan and George Klein, edited by Mort Weisinger, featuring The Cape and Cowl Crooks, written by Edmund Hamilton, art by Kurt Swan and George Klein. Are you ready? Are you with it? Then away we go-go! Welcome to the world of love and laughter, baby. Welcome to the sunshine of a brand new day. Oh, you drifted onto the sea. You flowered into a dream. A dream that never would fade away. Perry White and Commissioner Gordon visit Superman's Fortress of Solitude and the Batcave so that Perry can complete a series of articles about the foes of Superman and Batman. After the visit, two costumed villains, anti-Superman and anti-Batman, challenge the world's finest team. Concerned? Don't worry, I'll be right back with Dr. Husband to explain everything. He's impetuous, she has tact, each has what the other lacks. But remember, opposites attract. Now he wants yeses and she says no, for he's too fast and she's too slow. It's a known fact, opposites attract. This guy next door mowed his grass on Thursday. It's Sunday. Yeah, what's up with that? There should be a rule that you cannot mow your grass more than two times in the same week. I don't understand. He does derive a great deal of pleasure from mowing his grass. Is he just trying to get out of his house? We don't live in tropical Florida. I, We're in the Northeast. Your grass doesn't grow that fast. And it's October. He, you know, he's got a cigarette hanging out of his mouth and he's riding his lawnmower. And... You know what? Go out on your porch and smoke. You don't have to mow your grass. He smokes in his garage. Hey, you know what? what? If he was a jerk, yeah, I would feel strong. Nice guy, salt of the really, earth. Really, he and his wife are wonderful people. Yeah, she always brings treats over at Christmas time. Yes, and Thanksgiving. Yes, which reminds me, which I is need coming to, up. Yes, I need to make her something. And of course, we know that fall is here. By what? Look at behind the window here on the screen. Uh, I was going to ask you about that. Yes. He is referring to stink bugs. Yeah, they are. They are now gathering on the window screens and the windows, but trying to get in. They never went away. They've been here all summer long. Yeah, and all last winter. When do they? When's their season? Uh, basically, when the sun shines. <laughs> 
No, I mean they weren't. They 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 might come in during the winter, but they don't like continuously breed throughout the winter. Mm, they've been a lot of them all year. Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe it's just because the world is a timeless hellscape right now. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to have a nice fall this year. No, too because dry. Of climate change. Yeah, global and, warming. Um, yeah, like you see, so you see the leaves out on the, on the trees. Just the, our neighbor's tree right here. They're all, they're not even bright and beautiful with, with fall colors. They're a dull, 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 dull brown. Well, that's because of the cicadias uh, sucked all the nutrients out of the leaves. No, yes. no, they naturally just do a little bit of trimming of well, the trees. Well, agree to disagree. Agree to disagree hey, World's Finest number 159 featuring two fabulous villains. Two fabulous villains. In the cape and cowl crooks. Anti-Superman. I'm who sorry, is, anti-what? anti what anti Oh, anti-Superman. Yes. Who's mightier than the Man of Steel. And anti-Batman. Who's more than a match for the masked manhunter. Right. I'm going to call him anti-Superman and anti-Batman. I have to make an admission. You like the costume of the anti-Batman. And you like the costume of the anti-Superman. Mostly anti-Superman. I like the color scheme. A darker blue against the red, I think, really works. Yeah. I like the um, anti-Batman's costume. It's solid green. Mm -hmm. It's like when uh, it was the Rainbow Batman, remember? When he had to have the costumes in all the rainbow colors? For Pride Week? No, from 80 Page Giant a few weeks ago. It's an 80 Page Giant! This isn't. No. Thank God. Uh, Your two favorite heroes, Superman and Batman, in one adventure together. With Robin the Boy Wonder. Barely. With Robin, the boy wonder. On the splash page, we see the leering faces of the Joker, the Penguin, <laughs> who are foes of Batman, of course, mm-hmm. and the Toy Man and the Prankster, enemies of Superman. Yeah, I, I know who the Toyman is, but I didn't know who the Prankster well, was. Well, you don't know who this Toyman is, because I bet you're thinking of the skinny Toyman from Super Friends, who has the jester hat on. Yes, of course. Well, this is the old, fat, pedophile Toyman. Oh, he was not revealed as a pedophile until later in comics time. Well, oh wait, wait, wait. We did get uh, the Toy Man in the television series, uh, the Superman series, Supergirl. Supergirl, yeah. yes. The Toy Man was so and so's father. Uh, Wynn's, Wynn's father, father, yes, of course. Wynn went to the 30th century, and that's about the last time I watched Supergirl. Yeah, we got tired of it. It's too formulaic, isn't it? It's like, like a freaking soap opera. It's in its final season. If I want to watch soap opera, I'll watch something in Spanish. I'll say. Oh my goodness, like Pequita Salas is excellent. Actually, that's not a soap opera. Sorry, that's a, that's a Spanish version of The Office, and it is hilarious, by the way. Anyone, if you're interested in a wonderful Spanish sitcom, uh, there, which is subtitled, it's called Pequita Salas. Which means? Little Rooms. Okay. Yeah. It's hilarious. Yes, Pequita Salas, along with the Joker, the Penguin, the Toy Man, and the Prankster, are all in this story, but the real villains... Rob. Of this tale are the diabolical duo, the anti-Superman and the anti-Batman, who are more dangerous than all the others put together. Why? Because they possess the secrets of the real Titanic team. Put on your thinking caps and try to figure out the mystery origin of the cape and cow crooks. So we see uh, anti-Superman and anti-Batman have these little statuettes of each criminal which they are tossing up through the bars of the prison window. How convenient that each of the criminals has their own windows. 
right next to each other. Right next to each other. It may be just all one big dorm. Oh, that's probably the community room or something. Um, what I do like to see is that they are wearing proper prison uniforms, not as you sometimes see the criminals in jail just wearing their criminal costumes. Yes. Which that, I wouldn't allow that if I was no, the warden. Not if I was a warden. Um, now, we see that Joker and Prankster have just uh, busts of their heads, which are being tossed up. But Penguin and Toyman have actual full-length action, action figures. figures. Yes. These, as we will see later on, these are mementos from uh, a Superman and Batman capturing the respective crooks. In Shall the we past. turn the page? Yes, let's. Okay, so into his secret fortress of solitude flashes Superman, He's carrying a famous official who is... Paying his first visit to the secret Arctic retreat. Oh, whose voice am I actually channeling right now? William Shatner, Oh, I think. I need to stop that. Yes, because um, let me tell you, I saw a video this week of William Shatner critiquing people who do imitations of him. Yes. He has nothing good to say about anybody. Oh. Except, uh, I think he liked John Belushi. Oh. And that was it. Really? Yeah. He doesn't enjoy it? No. Hmm. He doesn't think he talks like that. He doesn't? No. He's an idiot. Uh, well, he's old. He might have some okay. cognitive disabilities. I love William Shatner. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, me too. I'd, I'd listen to William Shatner read the newspaper. I wrote a letter to him when I was 12 years old to ask all about his chest hair. You did. And received a reply. Yes. Uh, so we see Superman carrying a bundled up figure in his cape, as you know. <laughs> he has to carry humans wrapped up in his invulnerable cape to keep them warm because he's flying through the Arctic. Yes, at very high speeds. Very high speed. Who is this mysterious visitor? Why, it's Commissioner Gordon who from still Gotham has, City. Who still has a cigar. No, that's Perry White with the cigar. Oh, is it? Oh, Commissioner Gordon, of course, with the mustache. Yeah. Uh, Perry White and Batman are already there in the fortress. And uh, so... Superman apparently has also blindfolded Commissioner Gordon just as a precaution to keep the fortress's location top secret. So it seems that Perry, as editor of the planet, is planning a series of features on Superman's and Batman's toughest foes, like the ones depicted here in these full-size statues. Mm -hmm. Helpfully labeled famous foes. Luther, Brainiac, of course those are enemies of Superman, mm -hmm. Oh, Prankster and Toy Man also, enemies mm -hmm. of Superman. Uh, a strange thing not to have, you know, photographs of them, but to have like life-size wax figure statues yeah. of them. And for all we know, they could be robots. They could be you robots. Know, Maybe he practices. Robots. Well, no, that's not a bad idea. Mm -hmm. um, now, Superman and Batman are have to go because it's an important day in the bottle city of Kandor, which Batman and Superman promised to celebrate with the populace. It's the anniversary of Krypton being destroyed. Mm -hmm. Do you suppose we'll have a celebration of our planet when we destroy it in an ecological disaster in, oh, about 20 years? Way to bring the room down, Bob. Well, I have, you have to plan for these things. You can't throw together a global celebration with people living in, tiny inside a bottle. That would take think, years of planning. Do you think we will have reached the end of our podcasting of this comic series by then? Sure, 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 sure. If not... I'll um, get, get my Sundays back. Our, 
<laughs> Certainly our consciousnesses at least will have been plugged into a computer by then and we can Oh, we could do this podcast anytime. Eternally <laughs> for the rest of galactic history. So uh, into the bottle city of Kandor, Superman and Batman go. I like how they stand on the rim of the bottle to wave goodbye. He says, by the way, Superman, see if there's anyone in Kandor who remembers when Brainiac shrunk the city and stole it from Krypton. I'd like to interview them for my series. I'm pretty and, sure. And, and Superman says, get your pill. Because <laughs> he's tiny. I got it. I'm pretty sure anyone who lived through the shrinking of the city and implanting your city in a bottle would remember. Unless well, they weren't born yet. Maybe they were all, maybe they've all died and been recycled. Well, no, because then Superman would be dead and recycled. That's not going to happen. It's, this, this has happened within living memory. Oh, well, now wait a minute. Let me think about that because Superman was a baby. Right. Because it was stolen by Brainiac before Krypton exploded. Mm. But Superman's uh, 28 tops, so... Uh, there certainly must be people who remember Okay. I'm going to do some quick mathematics. <laughs> <laughs> so when the two heroes have used portable jets to fly down into the city where Superman no longer has superpowers, remember, right. because it's due to the Kryptonian environment yep, yep, and yep, Red yep. Sun, then um, Perry White says, I'll show you around the fortress, Commissioner, while you tell me about some of Batman's cases. Glad to. Hmm. That full-size statue of Lex Luthor reminds me of the time Luthor was operating in Gotham City. Let me give you the details. That sounds like an exciting story. I can't wait Doesn't to hear... It? Oh. oh. No, now we're in Candor. <laughs> I can't wait to hear all of oh. For annual Krypton Day, anniversary of the explosion of Superman's homeworld being solemnly observed. A day of peace. No, a day of terror <laughs> and horror when our planet was destroyed. I'm thinking of the Earth Day song for the I Star Wars Christmas special. <laughs> hey, you know there's going to be a Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. <gasps> Holiday special, sorry. What? Yep. Mm -hmm. in, yeah. In the, in the spirit of the Star Wars I'm Christmas special? I'm assuming so. Oh, what else could it be? My God, I hope they're going to have lots of lots of footage of um, the, what's the treat? Root. 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 Groot's home planet. Groot's Groot, home planet, yeah. And Groot's mother, seed mother, like <laughs> making a salad and just grunting and moving around. Well, the buzz is it's going to introduce a very popular Marvel Universe character. So I guess we'll see, won't we? What could it be? It could be uh, Bug from the Micronauts, or it could be, I don't know, She Hulk. Oh, wow. Who knows? Okay. Maybe the Fantastic Four. Wait, is this going to be a television special or? I think it's going to be on Disney Plus. Yes. Oh my yes, sir. god! How fun! I'll say. Well, so uh, the Caped Crusader and Man of Steel return to the fortress soon after the ceremony. I guess it's probably not a type of thing where you serve refreshments afterwards to toast your destroyed planet. Huzzah! Well, they, <laughs> they might be toasting the fact that they're all still alive. Right. Yeah. Just by a chance of fate that okay so i'm just gonna ask for something listener yes. don't hate me for asking this no, it's um fine. remind me why they all still live in a bottled city why aren't they just like on earth because or another planet they have not um 
figured out how to reverse Brainiac's shrink ray. Now, Superman has figured out a way to shrink himself and regrow himself. Hasn't the, but haven't we had a thing where he's brought people out of... He can bring them out, but they can't. They're still tiny. Oh. That's the Superman emergency squad. Oh, okay. Okay. And indeed, they could come out and live and have superpowers. They would just be super tiny. Oh, okay. Which I think would be fine. I of don't... course. We've seen Dr. Shrinker. It all works out fine in the end. I mean, they could certainly have like a just like a tabletop miniature city yeah, why do they and spread out a little. I... Well, why? can I just ask this? Yeah. Why do they have to live in a bottle? Well, because the bottle re- you know, reproduces the environment of Krypton with the heavier gravity and the red sun. Which, yes, you're going to say, well, they could have superpowers and live anywhere in the solar system and have those same of course. superpowers. Or, in fact, anywhere with a yellow sun. They could live on Jupiter or whatever. Where did we drop off those police officers? Those gendarmes? Venus. Venus. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah, they could live on Venus. They could even go to a red sun universe and live on the surface of a planet just as tiny things. Of course. Um, now, in the 1970s, yes. Superman did figure out a way to... Grow them to normal size, which he did, and he took them to another planet. Uh Unfortunately, it turned out that planet was unstable and shifted into another dimension periodically, so he couldn't just zip back and forth. Oh my goodness. Um, But you know who lives in Kandor? Supergirl's parents. Oh, really? I'm not sure if they're here yet, but they were in the Phantom Zone for a while, but they did eventually come to live in Kandor. Oh, wow. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The things you know... You think Paquita Solanos is exciting. <laughs> Paquita Salas. Gasp in Spanish. <laughs> I love that meme. So Superman, uh, sorry, Perry's gotten all the photos and notes that he needs about Superman's enemies. Mm-hmm. Now it's off to the Batcave. And soon in Batman's hidden base, Robin and I have a date. At a charity show. <laughs> Finish the sentence. <laughs> but uh, we'll just leave you two people here by yourself. In uh, the Batcave. In the Batcave, which you could easily leave or take the elevator upstairs and see who I am. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with this. Nothing. There's nothing that could possibly go wrong. No, nothing. No, nothing. So Batman, Bye! Bye. <laughs> Batman also has, I guess they're going to the Met Ball or something because they're in costume. Uh, Batman also has full-size statues of his enemies, the Joker, the Penguin, the Riddler, and the Catwoman. Now, we've mentioned before. She's called the Catwoman? The Catwoman? Well, see, so Catwoman has not, at this point, has not appeared in comics for about 10 years. Okay. Um... She was, by this time, appearing on the Batman television series, mm-hmm. and which might explain her strange costume, because her costume doesn't look exactly like it did the last time she appeared in comics. She did not have this tight of a skirt. Well, of course, Catwoman in television was wearing a cat a suit. A cat suit, yes. Yes. And I had wondered several episodes ago why the TV show used Catwoman instead of the recently introduced Poison Ivy, mm-hmm. who could have been played by Anne Margaret easily. Oh, Anne Margaret. Um, She's a national treasure. But I think probably the TV show debuted before Poison Ivy debuted, slightly. Okay. 
And I guess the producers were just going thumbing through old comics to find a female villainess, and the only one they found was Catwoman. Femme fatale. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, here they are. Every villain has a story, Commissioner Gordon intones. For instance, few people know how the Joker got his eerie coloring. While escaping from Batman, he swam through water containing chemical wastes. It made his hair green and his face parchment white. And it also curled his lips into a horrible grimace. Horrible grimace, but he didn't mention that. Go on, that's great copy. (laughs) Now, we're going to come back to this panel because I have some questions. Next day at the Daily Planet office, Clark Kent is assigned to write the feature on the villains. Huh. So Perry did all the detective work. Yeah, he's the editor. He's just gathering, the, which also, that's not how editors that's work. That's not how editors work. That's, no. Clark would have to make his own notes. Mm-hmm. Perry would also flip if he guessed the man he put on the job is secretly Superman. Who Clark! Already, Go ahead. Who already knows all about the villains. He wouldn't need to do any research at all. No. Clark, drop that for now. Someone reported seeing two costume characters near Metropolis. Check it out. All right. He'll check it out all right as Superman. He searches the outskirts of the city, and he finds two costumed, presumably criminals, one in a getup that looks like Superman's suit, except he's got a head cowl on, and one that looks like Batman, except it's all green. And the Superman figure is uh, lifting down an anti-mobile, mm-hmm. which he's just finished for his pal. Mm-hmm. Their masks are lead-lined, so Superman can't see their features. And uh, anti-Superman introduces himself and anti-Batman, who and announces that they came here to pay you back for what you did to great men like Luther, Brainiac, and the Penguin. Here's the first installment. Pow! That was a punch. Yeah. I didn't guess. Yeah. So, what? I don't want to give away the ending, but... I know. I, we're going to come back to page four. Thank you. Superman hurdles through the air from the punch. Mm-hmm. Anti-Superman follows up close behind taunting Superman how does it feel to take some punishment for once Superman realizes that this character has superpowers so he won't have to pull his punches when it comes to that so um, anti-Superman decides that he's going to take the top of of a museum off the the dome the dome and toss it yeah and then Superman realizes that he needs to get it while it's soaring through the air because there's a storm coming and all of the priceless treasures inside could be soaked from the rain. I think also probably the building will collapse without well, the structural support of the dome. I mean, is the dome also a solid metal piece? Because That's, if it's made out of masonry, then it's just going to crumble. Right. Well, yeah. it appears to be a solid dome that was in no way attached to the building below it because it lifts off cleanly. Well, you know, we have a China Hutch like that. Two halves and the top half doesn't connect to the bottom. It just lifts off. So it's just like that. It's just like our China Hutch. It's just like a China Hutch full of priceless treasures. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. And it also can't be rained on because it's made of uh, wood. Thank you. I I now understand it. I have no problems with this now. I thought you wouldn't. Thank you. Uh, But the dome is flying through the air now and Superman has to go catch it. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Well, now there's you know in Superman two, the dome of the Capitol building or the White House or something. Mm-hmm. Superman has to bring that back and set it down gently into place with no rivets or anything. <laughs> well, I mean, if a metal dome is made of yes. uh, and riveted or affixed to a mace, masonry edifice of right. some kind, mm-hmm. one could theoretically rip the metal off, assuming that the a fixed metal uh, dome yep. does not come apart in the process of ripping it away right. from the masonry. Well, this entire structure appears to be made of gold, so I don't see any problems at all with any of it. <laughs> Let's move on. Except that uh, the anti-Superman yells in in um, in a mother's voice, yeah, it's so that everybody can hear it. Go get it, Superman! Fetch! He's commanding me in a super loud voice, like a trained dog, so all Metropolis will look up and see him making a fool of me. Or any mother. But I have to fetch it. <laughs> well, yes, because it might come crashing down on top of another part of the city. Right. That wouldn't be any good. Uh, might save your pride, Superman, but... Meanwhile... Where the stupendous struggle started. Yes, yeah, somehow Robin has appeared uh, in the Batmobile with Batman. And they see the other Batman and his anti-mobile coming the other direction. Mm-hmm. And he veers to try to shove them off the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, he takes off down this side road, the anti-Batman. Mm-hmm. And real Batman is astonished to learn that he's heading down Batman's secret road, which is a secret fast route between Metropolis and Gotham City. Now, how secret is it if it's really easy to find? I mean, if it's if it if it's really easy to turn onto it, and I mean, because well, roads are roads are you know mapped. Ma- well, also, okay, you know how when you're walking through the neighborhood, and you know we have deer that are in the neighborhood. Uh huh. They make trails like you can see where they hop over the fence all the time. Right. You don't have to be a, a, a Native American tracker to see it. It's like. And those trails that that deer make uh-huh. are called game trails. Yes. And those game trails became the foundation of a network of walking trails uh, that that Native Americans used and that early people used, uh, early early settlers used. All I'm, I'm saying <laughs> is that is this. Yes. A road that is supposed to be secret is kind of a hard thing to hide if it gets driven on. I don't think the road itself is the secret, but the fact that it's a super fast way to get from Metropolis to Gotham City is, is the secret. secret. Okay. Which right. you could only deduce using crack detective skills, such as Batman possesses. And another thing. Yeah. I used to watch The Dukes of Hazard when I was a preteen. Sure, who didn't? I. It never occurred to me then that there was no way in hell they were driving on the roads of Georgia. Were they in Georgia or were they in Tennessee? They were in Georgia, but they weren't. They were in California. No. It was filmed in California. No. It yes. was filmed in Hazard County. It was filmed in Korea, in actually. The same the same town. the same Korea part where they where they filmed MASH. No, that's MASH was filmed um on the prairie. <laughs> on the Wisconsin Prairie. <laughs> you mean where they where they filmed Little House on the Prairie? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. All right. I know most prairies don't have mountainous 
regions uh-huh. in them, but um, the it just so happens that the Wisconsin prairie does, or is it Minnesota? Minnesota, Minnesota. The Minnesota prairie does have extensive mountain ranges throughout. Okay, okay, and that's where Mash was filmed. Yes, yes, because it looks so much like the California. Um, uh, well, no, the I've Cal- done Cal- some research, so if you're, um, I mean, and you I've know, been to California. I lived in California for a year. Did you? Yes. So I mean, it, it looks just like Korea. Well, it's very similar because of plate and tectonics. You, at one time, Korea and Wisconsin were adjacent to one another, <laughs> um, but then the Mississippi River bisected, and Korea drifted off to the other side of the whatever world. direction that is west. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Thanks. So, I didn't. Thank you. Well, I've done so much reading. I know you're always reading subject. about tectonic yes, plates and TV and shows, television shows. I do like the map quest <laughs> thing that Robin pushes a button. Okay, I was gonna say it reminded me of the old AAA triptychs. Yes. <laughs> I wish the triptychs had been like this. This uh, roller mechanism pops out of the dashboard, and it's got a map. That scrolls as you are moving down as the road. As you're moving down the road, right? It's awesome. And Anti-Batman has one, too. Anti-Batman has the exact same map. That's how he knows it's the secret it's route fantastic. to Metropolis. I wonder if anyone listening to this ever used those AAA triptychs. I've used one uh, it, within the past 15 years, I believe. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, we use, we use the AAA triptych early on in our road trip days. Um, well, I had to use one with my mother because she wouldn't trust electronic no. guidance systems. But I don't know why, because you have an uncanny sense of direction. Which I inherited from her. Yes. Just says, you want me to go north? Okay, we're going north. She could go anywhere. You just say, could you take me to Lansing, Michigan? All yep. right. Here we go. Here we go. All right. Great clouds of dust. Batman thought the Batmobile was the fastest car on the road, but it seems this anti-mobile is... Uh, Keeping a good pace, which Batman can't even keep up with. And Batman's a pretty aggressive driver. Yeah. But as they near the end of the shortcut, hey, fancy that. Fliver? Oh, yeah, I meant to look that up earlier. Fancy Fliver. Keep going. I'm going to look up that word. So Robin says, hey, that fancy Fliver must have run out of steam. We're catching up. And he says, my carbon copy may have a trick up his sleeve. I think we can give him a surprise, though. Huh. Fliver. A cheap car or aircraft, especially one in bad condition. Oh, that's what you see. So you see that cheap car must have run out of steam. Yeah. The thundering vehicles approach Gotham City, and the chase narrows. Also, the Ford... Maybe it's Flyver. The Ford Flyver is a single-seat aircraft introduced by Henry Ford as the Model T of the air. After a fatal crash of a prototype into the ocean off Melbourne, Florida, production plans were halted. That's probably for the best. Yeah. So Batman gets Robin to switch seats with him. Mm-hmm. Did you already say that? Nope. Uh, as the vehicles approach Gotham City. I just love that he says, wheel switch, Robin. Wheel switch taking over. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't have some kind of push button mechanism that the seats move. just move yeah. by themselves. They actually have to physically get up and move, <laughs> which is very dangerous, Robin. You should have your seatbelt on. Have we ever done that? Switched while, while driving? Um no, we've we've I stopped don't. at a traffic light, put the car in park, and run around and switched. Before. Yes, yes. Boy, those were the days, right? We couldn't run anymore. Yeah. <laughs> oh my poor. Oh, leg. I didn't want to bring up running, but okay. here we are. No, it's all right. Doctor Husband's hurt his leg. 
training for his half marathon? I went on a mile, uh, 13 mile run on Sunday, and towards the end, I was my, my leg, my right, my right inner thigh was hurting, and I iced it a little bit. Put I massaged it with the massager and for the percussion massager, you know, and put some heat on it. And the next day, I needed to run. So I was supposed to run seven miles fast, like uh, tempo runs, because um, my running changes with each day. Sure, sure, sure. Anyway, and I don't run every day. I run five days a week. So, um, and I could only get four miles into that run, and I seriously started hurting my uh, like my, my leg. And so I stretched it and iced it and did all sorts of things to 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 help it. I didn't do any reading on it, which is what I'm doing after we do this. I need to figure out exactly what to do with my leg because I went on a 11-mile run today mm-hmm. and five miles in, I had to stop. I couldn't. And you were still down miles at church. Miles miles away. And I had no way to get home, and I was in a lot of pain. And so I just hobbled home for the next almost six miles. You came and picked me up one half mile from the house when you finally got there, which I appreciated. But I, I had to walk, and I mean, I had to hobble. And there's one point where I'm going down the road, and, and there's a lot of... Um, there are uh, large trucks pulling horse trailers today, and lots of horses out here off of... Um, um, uh, no, what's that road called? It doesn't matter. Anyway, anyway, so one after the other after this, I constantly have to step off the road and step off the road, and, and I we was just stepping on the road, stepping back up onto the road. Yep. Oh, that hurt. Next time, if you take my advice, call the police. Tell them you've been robbed. Oh. And when they ask you if you want to press charges, say, no, could you please just take me home? Oh, okay. Anyway, Batman and Robin are remember that. headed towards Gotham City. Of course, there is a giant billboard outside of town that says, Welcome to Gotham City, home of Batman and Robin, and supersized statues, marble statues of Batman and Robin, beside the sign. The anti-Batman is shoving the Batmobile right into the path of those statues. Hmm. Robin says, Brace yourself for a crash landing. Uh... Bravely, <laughs> Batman leaps out of the car, leaving Robin to die in a fiery crash by crashing into the statues. But the, he breaks, and as the screaming breaks halt the Batmobile, Robin says, He deliberately ran us into our own statues. Your dome nearly beamed me, meaning, of course, the head, the, head the marble of the head of, of, of Batman's statue. Narrowly missed decapitating Robin. Yeah. Sorry about that. <laughs> I guess I lost my head. Wah, 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 wah. That night in the Batcave under Stately Wayne Manor, home of Bruce Batman Wayne, there's a tense conference between Batman, Superman, and Robin. And by the time I got the dome back on the museum, is it supposed to be tense? Yes. Uh, Anti-Superman was gone. But who are those two? And how could Anti-Batman have known about our secret route? Is he a mind reader? No, but he can read a map. He, so, you know, Batman says, I'm baffled. There's only one copy of the automated map showing on the short uh, showing the shortcut. I keep it in this file with plans of Batmobile's other gadgets, and it's empty. And he's literally going into a card catalog. A card, a legitimate card, card catalog. catalog from the library. You know, and I know all of our all of our three listeners, listeners, all of our three listeners know exactly what a card catalog is. I don't know. We have some young ones listening. No, we not. don't. Yeah, we do. Um, so. That's how Phyllis Diller kept her jokes. She had a card catalog. Of, she'd think of a joke and write it down, and she'd file it away. No. Yeah. Really? Yep. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Wow. Great guns. It's empty. 
No wonder Andy Batman has so much info on us. He looted our files! He sure did. He lifted all the plans for the Batmobile, but if he knows the Batcave's location, he must know our secret identities too, says Robin, because Robin's, you know, he's a teenager. Right. Yeah. At that moment on a road near Gotham City, it seems that the state police building is midway between Gotham City and Metropolis, and anti-Superman and anti-Batman are attacking it specifically ripping the side of the wall out. That's, yeah, he's not subtle about that at all. Because this is where they store the trophies of the Superman-Batman team. <laughs> yeah, how On display strange. at the state police headquarters for everyone to visit and yeah. see. So they're stealing the trophies, which are, as we mentioned in uh, uh, from, the, from the splash page, are, what, not marionettes, just like action figures. Well, like well there's an action figure of the Penguin. Statues and, uh, and things and... They're also glow. These characters are always glowing. Have you noticed that? They always have an aura around them. I hadn't noticed that. A golden that. aura. You well, no, they don't. Yeah, they do. Look okay. Page eight. Oh, they do. Page nine. Oh wow. Yep. Oh, glowing. they do. Yep. Now they've got enough trophies. Let's make our deliveries and then rendezvous at our base. Okay. So they deliver these trophies to the maximum security prison near Metropolis, where the Toyman is located. Mm -hmm. uh, then they head to Gotham Prison, where Joker and Penguin receive their trophies. Joker, Joker receives a life-size mask of his face. Yes. And Penguin gets his little action figure. Remember those um, things, little statues made of wax? Mm -hmm. And they'd have like Disney characters and superheroes. Yeah, I used to. And they to, floated in the bathtub. Uh, not statues made of wax to float. Like I thought you were going to say those statues that you could make at the zoo. I don't recall ever making one. I just remember having. I had a Snow White and a Dopey and a. I made one at the zoo of a gorilla, and I left it in the car, and it melted oh, in the back of the car. I bet you got a whipping for that. You, I got a whipping for everything. You stupid child! Why are your feet on your legs? <laughs> Smack! <laughs> Look who else gets a present. Edward Nigma, the Riddler. I love Edward Nigma. Ed Nigma. Here's your costume, Riddler. The one Superman and Batman took from you. Oh, well, he's going to be able to wear his costume in prison. And look, he's got a sexy lady calendar on his he prison does wall. That's pin, not allowed. Doll. Well, you don't know. You don't know what kind of prison he's in. Oh, true. Yeah, and back in the Batcave. Now, Superman is thinking, could that anti-Superman be someone from Kandor, enlarged? Or a Kryptonian villain escaped from the confinement in the Phantom Zone? There's the, the hotline. I get it. I'll get it. Sorry. The hotline, straight from the TV show, the Red Phone Hotline. O'Hara speaking. Chief O'Hara. O'Hara speaking. <laughs> go keep ahead. Go, keep going. Oh, I, I, I can't. Terrible. I said it was terrible. Anti-Superman and anti-Batman are giving... <laughs> well, that's pretty good. <laughs> ...are giving stolen trophies to your jailed foes. Holy <laughs> Santa Claus. I had, I, had, I had to take a break from, from drinking my whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, just as Robin hangs up the phone, Superman finds anti-Superman, who is firing off a rocket to the planet Lexor, where Luther is holed up. Oh, is that true? He's not in jail? No. Luther, at this point, is out on the planet Lexor. Yes, remember where he lives and has a pretty wife and he's considered a hero? Yes. Do you really not remember that? No, I remember that. Oh, okay, I good. just was thinking that... Okay, all right. 
No, I I I had forgotten, you know. Well, I think the last time we saw the planet Luxor, in fact, Luther had been brought back to Earth and put in prison, so. Oh, okay. But maybe he's escaped. So as Robin hangs up the bat phone, the man is still streaks off yeah so there is um anti-superman's firing off this rocket and taunts superman saying because you can't capture him there because he's a hero and it has a red sun and you have no powers there right so chase after me they're playing tag in the sky i love that superman calls anti-superman he's slippier than a butter deal that would be slippery well have you ever tried to, to hold an eel no, I have oh. not, but I have tried to hold butter, and it sure is slippery. Right. Well, I have caught an eel before um, in Florida. Yes. And uh, a freshwater eel. Yes. And they are very, they are covered in a mucosal, uh, uh, like they're incredibly slippery. Uh-huh. So uh, they're in like a mucosal. Kind uh-huh. Of Go on. Ugh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Uh Anti-Superman drills under the ground, mm-hmm. maybe thinking that he can elude Superman, but he's outsmarted himself. He's Superman follows him right underground. And stumbles into a cavern that holds gold kryptonite. Gold kryptonite is effective within a two-foot radius. Also, gold kryptonite will rob the superpowers of any Kryptonian forever. Ever. But luckily, it's only effective within a two-foot radius, which I did not know. Mm-hmm. I thought it was... You know, and you see it, and you're dead. Yeah, well, not dead, but powerless. So, anti Superman starts chasing <laughs> Superman down with the gold kryptonite, like a like a game of hot potato. Like yes, a, if I touch you with this tether, with this uh, what's that called? A kickball. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Dodgeball. 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 Yeah. Uh, Superman's only chance is to dive down to the city streets and go weave on between foot. the people, <laughs> which is very dangerous. Yes. This next thing that happens pissed me off oh me too in the and yes unfortunately lois lane and jimmy olsen are out for lunch strolling down the street lois exclaims oh jimmy superman is running away from that crook just as clark kent would and jimmy says steady lois he must have a good reason i hate that she says just as clark kent would it's almost like she's saying i'm going to have a revelation no, I'm not. <laughs> oh, I hate that her first thought is to just think of how cowardly her <laughs> Pulitzer Prize winning work colleague is. Relentlessly pursued, twisting his way around like a haunted animal. He's bound to get a clear throw at me so, sooner or later. There's only one chance. He seems to know all my secrets. If he knows I'm Clark Kent too, I'm finished. But I have to try it. So he switches back into his outfit. And uh, anti-Superman runs right by. He does not recognize Clark Kent. That's a good sign. Where's the, where's the gold kryptonite, by the way, with Dan? Oh, I don't know. Someone's forgotten to draw in his hand. Yeah. Uh, so Clark heads back to the Daily Planet <laughs> where? office where this bitch, Lois, <laughs> this bitch. is sobbing at her desk. Just cr- What's sob- Lois crying about? Well, we saw Superman running from a villain, shamed before all <laughs> Metropolis. He had gold kryptonite, Metropolis. <laughs> if he got, if he made contact, you would lose your hero of your city. He says it was a shattering sight, Clark. A shattering sight. And Clark goes... You know what else would be a shattering sight? Superman laying dead on the streets of Metropolis because he got poisoned by gold kryptonite. No more Superman. Thank you. Then she would be crying, I guess. These people... Uh, who knows? It was humiliating, though, I love Clark how thinks. upset you just got over that. We must take care of our doubles double quick. As soon as possible, I'll slip out and see if Batman had better luck with his imitator. 
Now we're in the panel of Bruce and his young ward, Dick. Dick, walking arm in arm on the streets of Gotham City. And I mean, to be clear, yes, Dick has both his hands touching Bruce. Yes. Oh, well, presumably. We can't see his right hand. It actually. looks like he's got one hand on the small of his back or yes. shoulder and the other hand touching his left arm. Yes. Yes. Now, Bruce is a millionaire. Mm-hmm. They've certainly traveled extensively in Europe. Uh, yes, and in Europe, this would be fine. In Europe, this would be fine. Italy, the Amalfi Coast, you'd see men walking arm in arm with no romantic intentions. Right. I'm sure it's fine. I'm sure it's fine. Nevertheless, that we have in-panel proof that Bruce and Dick share a bed, but it's <laughs> it's all fine, everyone. Don't have a moral panic about it. Wait, they have they share a bed? A bed? A single bed like a king-size well, bed? Well, in one panel of one story in the 1940s, yes, they did. Oh. And I don't think it was king-size. I think it was a queen. Maybe a, <laughs> I'm sure it was maybe a, a queen. Maybe a double. <laughs> uh, so here comes anti-Batman driving down the street. Hey, you! You're Bruce Wayne, Batman's pal, ain't ya? I'm looking for that cowled creep. Where's he keeping himself? So he doesn't know that Bruce Wayne and Grayson are Batman and Robin. Wonderful. He goes, why, uh, uh, search me. And then, of course, Robin says, wait, not Robin. Dick says, is he kidding? He acted as if he didn't know our secrets. It may sound crazy, but I don't believe he does know them. Come on, let's switch and try to head them off. Says uh, Bruce Wayne, touching the small of Dick's back. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh... So, Batman and Robin swing into action. Batman reaches into his utility belt for a magnesium capsule. Mm -hmm. And Anti-Batman reaches into the same location on his utility belt for a smoke capsule, which uh, negates the effects of the magnesium capsule. Right. And also provides cover for a quick getaway. And then Robin says, this gets wackier by the minute. First he's hunting you, now he runs off... Uh, you know, out, out, now he runs out of the fight. And he says, and that smoke capsule. He knew what I was reaching for in my utility belt and had the gimmick to counter it. But how could he be wise to which pocket you keep the magnesium capsule in? The card catalog, Robin, where I keep all of my secrets. <laughs> I forgot he must have a card catalog inside his anti-Batmobile. I keep all my secrets unlocked and filed for easy reference where anyone can find them. Unless Anti-Batman has an incredible memory and just went through the card catalog flipping very, very quickly and took it all and, and locked it away in his memory. Well, it could be, because Batman certainly has a super memory. Of course. Uh, Batman, Superman, and Robin reconvene in the Batcave where Superman says, it's almost like the legend of the Doppelganger, a sort of mystic double who was a person's other self. I tried to say that in German. And Doppelganger. Doppelganger. And then Batman says, oh, come on, let's, let's not go with the deep there end. There should be an There's a simple answer. A, by the way. Ginger. Doppelganger. So um, besides, they don't know all the secrets. They, are, they aren't aware of our civilian identities. Right. Yeah. That's almost the only thing they don't know about us. And why isn't anti-Superman affected by gold kryptonite? Robin says, how could he be hip to all our plans and secrets without knowing our identities? It doesn't make sense. Wait a minute, Batman says. Batman's it so is clever. possible. If our foes are who I think they are, anti-Superman's immunity to kryptonite clinches my theory. You know what's funny? He said clinches my theory. And I could swear, because, you know, I grew up in a family that used uh, regular... 
what do you call those the, the turns of phrases? Um, uh, just, uh, parts, figures of speech. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Without actually ever having read read them, right. you know. So like, I always said it was. I always thought it was cinches my theory, not clinches my theory. Um, I, I've never seen it in print before, you know, and I don't even think I've ever used it. But I, I read that today. And I was like, I thought it was cinches my theory, but obviously, I mean, these guys know slang, so their clinches my theory is a thing. I guess. Yeah, I, mean, I, 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 I can't say... think of another example. I, I had another example floating around in my brain, but I can't think of what it is right now. Well, I would say that clinches it. Or it's a cinch, but those mean very different things. Oh, I know. My mother used to say this. My mother was actually the progenitor of all these wrong phrases right. for me. Um, and uh, my mother used to say, nips it in the butt. <laughs> She's a regular Norm Crosby. <laughs> Which I always thought meant a cigarette butt. Instead of huh. nips it in the bud, uh-huh. which of course is a pruning exercise. Well, yeah. my Aunt Juanita had a friend, Peachy Prunell. Oh, God, I love that name so much. Peachy used to say, well, that's the answer to your solution. <laughs> anyway. God, Peachy Purnell. <laughs> oh, that's almost like that other one. Puss um, Metheny. Puss Metheny, yeah. Yeah, uh, the town whore. So we know someone who We've said, We've shared this story before. We have? Sure, about the, the hide-and-seek. The hide-and-seek. That in the, Dunbar? In, no, in Bluefield, West oh, Virginia. Oh, Bluefield, Bluefield. Uh, the neighborhood... Was playing hide and seek like the whole neighborhood was playing adults and, and children, adults and children, and like basically all the houses were open, so you would play hide and seek in other people's houses, right? And on uh, this block, it wasn't like a whole town, right? 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 Yeah. right. So, uh, Puss Metheny was the town tramp, and mm-hmm. uh, and my friend's <laughs> father, yeah. So the friend and her friend were hiding, hiding in, the in the closet, bedroom closet, and then in comes the one girl's father with Puss, Puss Metheny. Town tramp, and they were make it out. They, were they didn't have sex. No, they, they did were, not. They have were kissing, sex, but yeah. they were kissing. But they were yes, those two poor two daughters. There was well, no one of the one of the girls was looking at her father. Make yes, it out. Yes, the marriage did not survive. No, of course not. Butler, stop barking, darling. Let's get back to the comic. Shall yes, we? Superman in your fortress. You have an alien gas called Formula X twenty two. Is there an antidote for it? Why, yes, but I don't see. Never mind. Get that antidote and get it fast. <laughs> if you say so. Okay, okay. <laughs> you don't want to disobey Batman. On no a thing like this. No, Batman has enough. Like he has so much dirt on on Superman, he could totally destroy him. Oh yeah, yeah. So Batman and Robin take off in the Batmobile. And says, if I'm right, I have a hunch where those villains Gotham City base is, and I don't want Superman going with us because it's too dangerous. Dangerous? But he's invulnerable. Not to gold kryptonite, lad. And anti-Superman has a chunk of it. I left a note telling Superman where we're going (laughs) and asking him to watch us with his telescopic vision. We'll try to dispose of the gold kryptonite. That's funny. He says, we'll try to dispose of the gold kryptonite. Gold K. But. What? That's not how it happens. Well, let's just keep reading. Okay. So, minutes later, near Gotham City, they approach... Looks like an abandoned storm drain. But why is it locked and barred? Only two people know where this leads and uh, and have keys to it. I'm one, and I suspect the other is really anti-Batman. Through the winding drain and by the light of their bat torches, the by dynamic the tool... Light, by the light, by the light, by the light... Of, of the, the bat torches, by the bat torch light... The dynamic duo... The dynamic duo... Hurries on through the sewer... By the light of the torches... 
to a deep underground lair. What is this place? Where are we? We're directly beneath Gotham City Police Headquarters, my boy. This cellar was sealed off years ago to prevent escapes through the drain. But Commissioner Gordon has... uh, But Commissioner Gordon and I kept the keys for a mass evacuation in case of fire. The commissioner? He's your suspect? Next instant. Here comes Auntie Batman, bursting into the room. Still glowing. You see that? How he's glowing? I see that now. So... They capture Anti-Batman, pull off his cowl, and it indeed does look like Commissioner Gordon, but he's young and has no mustache. But how did they capture Anti-Batman? Because Anti-Batman's put up a good fight. It happened off panel. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll never know. (laughs) Just like we'll never hear about the details of Luther menacing Gotham City. No. (sighs) That's a great opportunity for an untold story. So... Yeah, Batman figured this was something like this because he knew so many of our secrets, but not our identities. Just then, in pops anti-Superman. Intruders, hey? Well, I won't need this gold K to finish you two. Toss. So he tosses... This is what I was referring to. He just tosses it over his shoulder, right? Yep. Yep. And allowing Superman to burst through the ceiling because it's clearly out of the two-foot threat radius. Thanks for throwing it away. Now I can tackle you. I mean, he could just go get it, but never mind, because Superman's got a bug sprayer full of gas. <laughs> this reminds me of the time that you went to um, Lane's department store, and they sprayed you with perfume as you walked through. It was Lazarus and Sons oh, sorry, it wasn't in Lane's. downtown Columbus, and I was a prepubescent teen. And you wore your mother's coat. I did not have my own winter coat, so I wore my mother's winter coat, and I had long hair for the first and only time in my life and my voice had not transitioned yet and i was mistook for a woman several times our new one i was piece, tall for my age our new one piece foundation garment zips up the back and no bones no it was would you like to try our new scents they didn't wait for you to say yes or no they just spray it in your face of course my grandmother mrs white she had several close friends who worked the perfume counter at lazarus and sons did she? Oh, yes. She knew everybody in society, and she would take me sometimes shopping up to the sixth floor of Lazarus to have lunch in the chintz room. Was that where they kept the husky jeans? No, those were on the fourth floor. <laughs> I, of course, I asked that question as someone who also wore husky yes, jeans. Yes. Um, and at Christmas time, the sixth floor was also the location of the Christmas Wonderland with the talking tree and Santa would come and visit. Oh, I wish I could have known you as a kid. Do you? I well, was not very much fun. I was fat and didn't have many friends. Well, m- most of my friends were fat. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we played Dungeons and Dragons and stuff, you know. Yeah. I mean, he, I don't want to dwell on it too much because like, right. I'd hate to think that we would have been friends and that we wouldn't have met as an adult, sure. as adults and then, you know, been spouses forever but not like, forever well we're not that old well we've been together for we've been together for 28 years yes yeah since since childhood practically <laughs> <laughs> but i would have loved to have seen christmas wonderland with you and the talking tree oh and you should ride the bus downtown and then they'd have the whole window just like in the christmas story the whole window with the animatronic figures making christmas scenes now we used to have um nothing like that <laughs> You had Disney World right nearby. That's true, but I didn't get to go to Disney World, but maybe once, 
I think once growing up, and mm-hmm. and then I mean I went to Disney World with you a lot when I was when we were Florida residents and we were in college because the yes. Florida residency pass was so cheap. Yeah. Anyway, let's get back to the end of the okay. story. We're almost done. So we spray the antidote in these gentlemen's faces, and it turns out Auntie Superman is also a de-aged Perry White. Now they suddenly gain their memories back, mm-hmm. and. Uh, Commissioner Gordon's going to fill them in on what happened. During their tour of the fortress, Perry was showing the weapons room. Mm-hmm. It's always great to leave that unlocked. Mm-hmm. When uh, he accidentally knocks over a bottle full of Formula X-22, also Perry is smoking while this gas is knocked over. Of course. <sighs> Superman just should be glad that he didn't blow the place up. Yeah. Yeah. So this Formula X-22 turned them evil. Mm-hmm. Uh, Commissioner Gordon says, just think what deviltry we could create with all these secrets if we were only younger. Ha ha! That's no problem. Superman has a secret serum that can rejuvenate a person for several hours. He once showed me where he keeps it. Several hours. Yes. Several hours. Uh-huh. Are you mean to tell me this? We're going to tell me this whole story took place within the course of several hours. Yes. Well, no, not necessarily because read on. So while they're at it, also there's a machine which will give superpowers for 48 hours. Okay, 48 hours, okay. Which Perry uses to give himself superpowers. And he says, I would give you superpowers too, Commissioner, but it needs several hours to recharge itself. They stole several secrets from the fortress, including the youth serum, and later did... The same in the Batcave. Planning to disgrace and finish Superman and Batman. Before we went into action in our evil identities, Perry alerted the Daily Planet staff about a fake news tip while Gordon called Batman. Now, let's back up for a minute to page four. We planned to disgrace to finish you both. Before we went into action in our evil identities, I alerted the Daily Planet staff about a fake news tip. Alerted the Daily Planet staff about a fake news tip. That is clearly Perry White coming in with the fake news tip. That is right. Old Perry White with a cigar. Yeah. To tell Clark about the fake news tip. Minutes later, young Perry White as anti-Superman is how many people wrote this story just one edmund hamilton do you think he actually forgot what he'd done well i think he probably just didn't communicate with the artist which makes sense but i'd rather just nitpick it yeah it's more fun to do that because if i was eight years old you know what i that would step out at me yeah, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. You wouldn't even pay attention to it, would you? Yes, I would. Oh, oh, I would say. How oh, does step that... out. You would say. You make you very angry. Yeah, I didn't mean to say step out. Okay. Stick out. Okay. okay. Um, that clinches it. <laughs> that that cinches. That it. cinches it. <laughs> oh my! So, young uh, Perry White is quite attractive. Uh, you know, Commissioner Gordon's no slouch either. Yeah, he's all right. Um. Now, Batman explains that it was the things you didn't know and the ways that you differed from us which told me who you were. But one thing still puzzles me. When you hunted me down, he's talking to Commissioner Gordon, Mm -hmm. then stymied me with your smokescreen, why did you run out on our fight? It's because he felt the youth serum wearing off. He needed another dose. So see, this could have 
They had several doses. This could have taken place over several days. I see. Okay. So, uh, all's well that ends well. Sorry we tried to kill you. It sure feels good to have my mustache back now that I've... Now there's no, no one ever. Well, there's also no reason why his mustache should have disappeared just because he de-aged. He didn't de-age to childhood. To childhood, like prepubescent. Right. He's still right. clearly a grown of man. Why is it the teenage boys, as soon as they possibly can, grow mustaches? Are you having mustache be in quotation marks? Because they don't, they grow things that look like catfish whiskers. <laughs> I did the same thing. I, I grew up. A, a I mustache. did too. And Mr. Eckleberry, the art teacher, uh-huh. pulled me aside one day and said, If your father hasn't taught you how to shave yet, he needs to. Uh, he did? Yes. Why? Because I had the scraggly little catfish whiskers. Oh, isn't that awful? And as you recall, in my youth, my beard was always a different color from my. Head hair. It was red. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which is why I had to dye my hair red. It using was very henna, attractive. Just like Lucille Ball. It was very attractive. It was not. Yes, it was. No, it was sun in, and it was a color that does oh, not appear no, in nature. I, no. Yeah, no, it was. It, it, fine, but your hair looked fantastic. Well, yes, the styling was impeccable. Of course. But the color, dear sir. Well, the whatever. Color. It, was, it was the 90s. It was fine. Um, so Perry looks glum. Why? Why does Perry look glum? Because how can I do that series on your foes now? I'd have to write about myself. You're waiting for like a musical tag at the end. So silly. Now, what there is no explanation of is why these evil characters appear throughout the issue with glowing coronas around them well because they were changed they're evil they were changed but you know what else has a glowing corona the gold kryptonite what if their clothing is covered with gold kryptonite well where did they get the costumes well they sewed them you know or probably lois that takes time oh lois yeah yeah sure maybe they had an anti-lois that (laughs) did the sewing for them bizarre lois there is a bizarre i know uh well I didn't mind this story so much. No, I didn't mind. I, I didn't. love the artwork by Kurt Swan, of course. Oh, yes. Uh, look at this. I oh, I think they know where they got the costumes. Where? Dear editor, I run a fairly successful tailor shop in my community. I thought you'd be interested to know that in recent months I've been doing a landslide business turning out Superman and Batman costumes for teenagers and the children of my customers and supervillains who are impersonating Superman and Batman. That, I added that. That was not really there. I only charge them a cost for my materials and a slight markup to compensate me for my labor. So, a uh, sound business model. Forgive me if I sound boastful, but I wanted to. But I guarantee that each of my suits fits the individual who orders it perfectly, whether he is tall, short, fat, or skinny. If you ever should come through my town, you can locate me in the large sign by my window. We make authentic costumes by the dynamic duo of the dynamic duo. Sorry. Um, what do you say to that? John McAllen, Atlantic City, New Jersey. Oh, we'd say that you're a tattle tailor, <laughs> and then you just incriminated yourself. Good one, editor. Uh-oh, costumes of DC characters can Uh-oh. only be made and sold by official representatives. We warn you to desist your illegal sartorial activities, or you may be <gasps> pressing pants in the penitentiary. Oh, snap! Wow! Weisinger. Wow! Wow, indeed. <laughs> I didn't know that's where that was going. I didn't either. I hadn't read ahead. Oof. 
damn. He's been slammed in print right there for all eternity. I wonder if he had to go under after that. I'm going to Google him later. Well, I just want to leave with a little story. On Friday night, I was um, on a very slow oh, exercise with go. Captain Butler. And I came over the rise of a short hill, and there were three of the most adorable little kittens in the woods, by the edge of the woods, crying out. And, of course, Captain Butler ran after him while I was holding him, and um, and the kittens ran away. And this is uh, this is about this is less than two miles from our house. Yep. So I got back home and I came in and I said, I have a problem. And you're like, What? And I said, uh, I saw three kittens in the woods and clearly they were at least a half mile from a house. Um some someone's dumped them there. I need to go back and get them. And we are not equipped. We don't have a basement, we don't have a separate place where the dogs can't get to where I can keep these kittens. And I've I haven't had a cat since I was a kid, so I've just oh, clearly I don't know my shit from brains. You know, I I don't know how to capture cats. So, as I'll tell you, so I put a wooden crate in the back of my car, not a closed wooden crate with a with a with a door or anything, just an open wooden crate and a nice comfy blanket, and I am off with with a can of cat food uh, given to me by my neighbor to pick up the cats by, with my hands. And put them into the crate, which they will go into willingly. In my mm-hmm. mind, I'm thinking they're mm-hmm. going to be like, oh, thank you, what a comfy blanket. Mew, thank you. Right? <laughs> yes. Well, I'm I'm home about 40 minutes later. My hands are covered in blood. I'll vouch for that. Covered in blood. I have picked, tried to pick up these damn things. At one point, there are six cars stopped on this country road. Two other people helped me try to gather these cats. I managed to pick up one. Put it into my into the car, but I had kept the window cracked. Um, I don't know why I kept the window cracked. It's because when I came, pulled up, I, I the lights were reflecting. I needed to be able to see where the cats were, so I had the window cracked. I left it down. Fucking cat jumps out of the window while I'm trying to gather the other cats. It was like this, like cat in, cat out. You know, grabbed another cat, got it into the car, grabbed another cat, and then it was like I was pretending to juggle cats like it turned on me and it wasn't sweet and innocent it was a hellish thing defending its life and it sunk its teeth into me and just and scratched and 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 I was like eventually I said you know what I can't I clearly don't know how to capture cats what a catastrophe oh good 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 so um, the story ends with me going back later on. I came home and washed and cleaned my hands. You poured peroxide over my hands, which bubbled up all over the place. Yes. Um, and I put ointment on my hands. And then I went back and fed them another can of cat food. And I said, I'll be back tomorrow, you all. And I, I came back the next day with a kennel with yes. towels in it. Mm-hmm. Put the food inside the kennel in a dish. And they all went in the kennel. And I closed the kennel door. And then I took them to the Humane Society, and I gave them a donation. And I said, please, will these cats be able to adopt it? And he said, well, they're kittens, and they're about nine weeks old, and they all have six toes. We're pretty sure they're going to be adopted. They must be Hemingway cats. They're all gray tabbies. Yes. Yes. So so that's the end of the story. So. Well, all's well that ends well. Yes, and it looks like all of my little cuts and, and things that were quite inflamed yesterday are going to be fine. So today. Good, good, good. Hey, yeah. you have some foam there on the side of your mouth. Do I have some foam? I'm sorry. That was supposed to be a joke like you had rabies. 
Oh, oh, oh. God, I hope I don't get rabies. No, no, I wouldn't get rabies from newborn from nine week old kittens. No, probably not. You'd probably just get some kind of flea born disease. Well, I told this story to one of my colleagues yesterday at a school event, and she yeah. said we have to be careful. Make sure you check your monitor your your temperature that you don't get cat scratch fever. And I said, Cat scratch fever is a venereal disease. I said, Wait a second. <laughs> I said, cat scratch fever is not a real thing. It's it's slang for, for an STD. And they said, no, it's a real thing. Well, I agree to disagree. Well, but I'll English Google it teacher. later just to be safe. Because if you have rabies, you have to get a shot in the stomach. Every uh, rounds of shots. Yes. Yes. Well, we've reached the end of another perfect episode. <laughs> you can find us on social media at Go Go Check Pod. You can find Dr. Husband on his own podcast, Liberally Speaking, and you can find us back here. Well, I don't know if we'll be back next week because we have family visiting, but we'll make something happen. Don't yeah. panic. Don't panic. It might be a couple days late, though. And then, in a couple of weeks, our team-up episode with really? Weird Warriors. Awesome. And uh, that's all I have to say. Thank you so much for listening and we'll um, indulging soon. us in our endless s- stories. And so we say bye. Bye. It's time to give all of a